0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Afternoon Tune. I am your host, Josh, and with me are my two co-hosts.
1: It's your boy, Chase.
0: And it's your boy, Nick. Um, and we got a good show for you people today. Uh, going to be discussing the Invincible finale, of course, um, you know, after, you know, unit it weekly. So it's nice that we finally have the final episode and there's a lot to discuss there. Uh, we're going to be discussing the Michael B. Jordan film Without Remorse based on the Tom Clancy novel. Uh, we're going to be discussing the Mitchell vs. Machines, the animated film on Netflix. Uh, we're also going to be discussing Yasuke, um, the anime series about the Black Samurai uh, voiced by Lakeith Stanfield. Uh, we have some news coming from you people today. are going to be discussing uh, the Oscar results, what we thought about them uh, that passed. Um, how are you guys
1: doing? Doing alright. Can't complain. You know? nice uh saturday yeah. um got to chill play some video games how about you nick
2: uh it's been a good week uh, finally took one w on sneakers finally
1: <laughs> wasn't the uh sneakers finally. app trending uh like earlier oh, this it, week
2: it, it's trending every time there's like a new release because <laughs> of how many people complaining god damn it why did i even try
1: what sneakers did you pick up
2: Oh, I got them uh, Uni Blue 4s. Okay. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. I didn't... Uh, yep. Uh, finally took a W there. Uh, took my dog, Played with my dog. Finally took her out to a Dog Park uh, around here. It's springtime, so it's actually nice. Found a sandwich shop in Tokyo that actually does a good Philly cheesesteak. Wow.
1: Mm-hmm. Word. That's, That's pretty nice. So
0: it does taste um... like pretty good? It tastes like the real thing, right? now Good?
1: All right, I have, to, I have to check that out when I when I go there, because I am planning mm. a trip in a couple of years to go. Hey. So you're going to have to, you're gonna have to uh, send that my way. I oh, can yeah, check man. that out. Because I'm because I'm the official. I'm going to be the official seal of approval, whether or not this is a real Philly cheesesteak or not. I'm <laughs> not, actually oh, from the oh, area. So, oh, so it's not, <laughs> le-
2: it's not legit until Chase comes through.
1: Yeah, no, until I until mean... I mean, like, I, I, I trust you. Until, until,
2: until Chase comes in and says, yo, this John's it.
1: <laughs> I trust your taste on most things, but, you know, when it comes to a Philly cheesesteak, I gotta make sure it's actually <laughs> repping, like, Philly. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That, that cheese better not be real, it better not be organic, it better be, <laughs> you know, some, like, slop. <laughs> Like we, we'll, we'll see. Let me get there.
2: Just some solidified craft powder.
1: Yeah, I mean it's all in the bread, though. That's the that's the real thing. That
2: is true. It is all in the bread.
1: Ah, uh. mm. uh, what you what you been up to, Josh?
2: Uh not much
0: myself. Uh, I went to the Marvel exhibit here at the Museum mm. of Science and Industry. Oh
2: uh, shit. Yeah, they opened one uh, here in Tokyo, but they closed it because we're in a state of emergency now.
0: Mm. Oh, okay. Yeah, sucks for you then. Uh, <laughs> Uh, <laughs> yeah. uh but it was uh it was nice i went there uh they had the nice uh kind of gallery um two galleries and then they had the whole history of marvel showed you know young pictures of stan lee and they mm. had a description of jack kirby they had those you know of course mm. those figures that you could take statues um that you could take pictures with uh you know and it was kind of all these it was spider-man it was black panther it was thor hulk ant-man punisher they they went through all the different eras of marvel how it's like they went through the kung fu phase you know the crazy in the 70s you know they covered iron fist and shang chi and things like that uh they also went through a, you know, the psychedelic era you know so when they brought in dr strange uh, all the mystic magical characters um you know they talk about the space characters that they have like captain marvel like guardians of the galaxy um it was nice you know took a lot of
2: photos things like that um yeah yeah we saw you took a lot of photos and then like yeah, f- yeah. different accounts <laughs> yeah yeah like you your know. own shit from different accounts bro
1: yeah uh, so yeah. <laughs> if you follow the podcast on instagram that's not run by neither nick or i it's run solely by josh josh yeah. has the password the email everything no I so gave if that you to see you him so if you see afternoon tune liking photos it's him yeah. it's always yeah, it, him
0: it is <laughs> yeah. well they were great photos so of course i'm gonna like them twice and they're great photos. Yeah, I, uh, the
1: lighting was a little fishy but they're, you know they're, they're they're
0: fine i mean <laughs> you know they, they were pretty good photos I, I you know man i mean i might as well be a photographer
1: might as well just calm down me, now
0: you know might as well be right, calling peter parker here i've been well be calm your you with, yeah you know i was
1: yeah. taking
0: great photos uh, i don't but, yeah. think
1: jj would be impressed
0: um i think he would crap. be i crap you know, crap <laughs> you know i took a great picture of spider-man I took two great pictures <laughs> <Spider-Man>. <laughs> okay. um so yeah it was it was a nice exhibit there's a nice gift shop at the end i picked up a nice shirt two nice shirts picked up a black panther shirt picked up a nice spider-man like japanese spider-man shirt it Was pretty nice uh picked up a nice yeah marble books it was it was good you know i donated you know to the to museum because i'm a good guy like that donated you know you know to the museum uh,
1: okay
0: yeah you know good guy was like
1: there that. a girl involved is that why you donated <laughs> Uh
0: no, because you know we, we, we have to uh, What was the there museum. a girl involved um no i mean well the cashier was a girl but um you know, there you gotta it support, is you gotta support your museums you know guys okay. them people uh, that's very very important guys so it's great now, you, you know you
1: you guys know josh only donates when there's a woman involved no
0: um uh, <laughs> uh, no i just do good guy shit like
2: that that's what i do. Oh, I mean i God. can't blame him i mean when i was single that was like 90 the motivating factor behind 90 of my decisions
1: yeah i know we just like to clown him about it because we we catch him in 4k simping that's why no,
2: you'll uh, never catch
1: me in 4k simping.
2: uh
0: yeah you did <laughs> uh when you you like that tweet of um uh, like there was that tweet of somebody tweet about invincible and it was Omni Man and Debbie and then the tweet was like I know Omni Man be smashing her shit and then you liked it. And that's, how you liked
1: it and that's not simping, like that. that's just funny. You know
0: what I mean? And, you know. So that's just you being down bad on the on Twitter. That, I'm
1: it. not down bad by liking that tweet. You're down you know, bad it, it, by spending in real in real life money. Yeah. You
0: know what I mean? To a museum. To a museum. Okay, for to, to impress
1: me. a girl that you were yeah. that you brought on a date. Um,
0: right. you know.
1: Order impressed
0: impress uh, the cashier yeah um all right so uh you know <laughs> let's, let's move on uh so we're gonna discuss the oscar results uh did anybody here watch the
3: oscars or no mm,
2: i did not i was working when they were on during my time but i was kind of like following along on twitter and yeah they were very much kind of what i thought the oscars were gonna go for as a uh, best supporting actress went to you uh Yoo young june from uh uh, uh minari. minari which absolutely yeah she yeah. was clearly yeah she was the best performance that, that was nominated uh best supporting daniel kalua I would I had my heart set on Leslie odom junior but hmm. you released music and you <laughs> fucked yourself <laughs> yeah uh
1: good. i wonder i wonder how much his involvement in music actually did play politically in the uh in the uh pick because <laughs> leslie really did body that as sam Cooke. he was i honestly good. i honestly it might have picked him.
2: in it it was the rest of the movie that was dragging him down
1: oh no i'm not talking about music i'm talking about um i'm talking about uh uh one night I'm not talking about music. Oh, one night everybody, in Miami. Okay. Everybody okay. was terrible in music. I'm not even gonna give him <laughs> that. Like, nah, honestly, he was he was shitting that. Uh <laughs> ah! <laughs> but um yeah, I was just wondering, like, you know, how much that really did bog down his his nomination. Because, mm. you know, he bodied that. Yeah, I, yeah I one night in either... Miami. Yeah, one night, at night in Miami didn't get a whole lot of push Yeah. Uh,
2: from the Oscars. But yeah, yeah. Um uh, yeah, I was yeah. Perfectly fine with Daniel Kaluuya getting the knob for best supporting actor, which was weird because he's very much w- one of the main characters in the in Judas and the Black
1: Messiah. Well, he's not the point of view character, I guess, or the protagonist. So hmm. that's, that's why I'm assuming oh, they okay. put him in support. All right, I guess so. Uh,
2: All right. Uh, what Francis- did you think, Josh? What do you uh, think uh, should
1: have won that?
0: Um, best supporting actor. Yeah. I thought- uh, I thought that was a good choice. Um, I mean, we look at the options. You had like Sasha Baron Cohen, Trial of Chicago 7. I um, thought it was a fine performance, decent. Uh, I'm not huge on Trial of Chicago 7. Leslie Oldham Jr. One Night Miami. I thought it was a great performance. Um, it's hard to pick, you know, one actor out of that movie because I thought mm. everybody did a great job in that film. True. Um, it's, it's hard. Um, you had Paul uh, Ratchie and Sound of Metal and you had Lakeith Stanfield and Judas and Black and Sign. And one of the big things about this category was you had both Daniel Palua and Lakeith Stanfield both nominated in the same category. Hmm. Uh, people were kind of confused by that because they go like, okay, well, if they're both supporting, who's the lead? I mean, yeah, Jesse, I
1: forgot who, he was...
2: I, I mean, that. I guess the Oscars probably thought that Jesse Plemons was the lead character. Yeah, you know what I mean? Jesse
0: Plemons was yeah. I mean, the lead character there. Yeah, but,
1: the white man was the protagonist, obviously.
0: Um. So, <laughs> but out of, out of everybody there, I think Daniel Palua was the best choice. Right there mm. um yeah and i I've, I've seen all these movies that were you know, all the acting nominated. that was pretty much the best choice
1: yeah i think we um, did a good
2: job this year yeah <laughs> this, uh, yeah this is the first year in recent memory where i've actually seen all the nominees
1: yeah, yeah.
0: um with um let's see what was it? like this this international film they had another drink uh with madman another round another, Thomas yeah, another
2: yeah i watched that movie it's incredible
0: yeah, I got to see that because it's on Hulu. So I want to check that out. Uh, I want to I want to see that. Uh, Frances McDormand for Nomadland, best actress. Um, I guess that's, that's a pretty good pick, I think. I mean, I think she did a really great job mm-hmm. in that film. Um, yeah, I mean, it,
2: even in my breakdown, I thought Carey Mulligan was the best performance. But who did I think the Academy was going to go with? It was definitely going to be Frances McDormand. She's yeah. an Academy darling. Yeah,
0: because yeah. in yeah. this you had Viola Davis, My Rings Black Bottom, we saw that Andre uh, Andre Day for the United States of Billy Holiday, not a good movie, but I thought she was good in it. Yeah. Uh, Vanessa Kirby for Pieces of Woman, I did not see that film, so can't comment. Uh, Carrie Mulligan, Promising Young Woman, that was a great performance by her. For me, I think it. You know, if it wasn't Freshman Dormant, I would have gone with Viola Davis or Carrie mm. Mulligan. For me, uh, I think
1: I might have gone with Carrie.
0: Carrie, um, yeah. mm,
3: okay.
1: But that's I, I, just because I I, I I I feel like I enjoyed Promising Your Woman a lot more than I did Nomadland, and then also, mm. I think Carrie's performance was overall as the main character like the strongest.
0: Yeah. Mm. Okay. I yeah. Because without her, I, I, that I,
1: movie I, might have not been as good as you know <laughs> as it is.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, best director here, Chloe Zhao for Land. Um. You know, if a movie's going to win Best Picture, it makes sense that you would have, a, you know, a director win Best uh, Best Director. Usually, sometimes it yeah, that, will. That's break
2: usually that up. how the Oscars go. It's like the winner of Best Director, that movie is going to get Best Picture. There's like very few exceptions that I've ever seen. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. Um, and then you know, sometimes I think with the Best Director category, they should expand it to match the number of movies that are nominated. Like, it makes mm. no sense to have. Yeah, absolutely. You know, like for instance, One Night in Miami was nominated for Best Picture, but. Uh, uh but then regina king wasn't nominated for best like just exp- yeah. just expand the nominations it doesn't make any sense why you would not expand the nominations but um you know you had uh, the director of another round you had david fincher for Mank. you had uh lee isaac chung for minari and emerald Fennell for Promising Woman. so out of all of those movies do you think nomad land was the best one <laughs>
2: um <laughs> Out of all those, the uh, Prophecy Young Woman is my favorite out of all those, but I also can appreciate kind of how much, how gorgeous of a film Nomad Land is, and how much of that is owed to Chloe Zhao as a director. And also mm. because her next project is Marvel, mm. you know, Kevin Feige's just been waiting to put Marvel Studios. Boom! From Academy Award winning director Chloe Zhao. Yeah. The, yeah. That? Wasn't yeah. Kevin
0: Ramal? He was an Academy Award-winning director. He only did Thor, right? Uh,
2: I don't think he... W- I don't think he won for a Best Picture or Best Director. He's been nominated,
1: but he's never won. Oh, okay.
0: Um. All right. And right.
1: Then... I'm, I'm sure Kevin is, is looking forward to being able to slap that you know, into the face of Martin Scorsese and all the other artistes <laughs> that want to say, you know, that Marvel... Just I'm, just imma- I'm just imagining Kevin Kevin Feige, like,
2: still with the Marvel hat, just going like uh, Randy Marsh. Like, what's up,
1: bro? Let's <laughs> <That's> go, <so sexy." laughs> We hired an artiste to make art for us. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. With the best actor
0: category, uh, Anthony Hopkins won for The Father. Mm. Um, we saw that movie just recently. We reviewed it. Very good movie very great performance yeah. Anthony Hopkins.
2: i absolutely love that movie and that performance but you could tell the academy was setting that up for uh for a chadwick boseman win
3: because mm-hmm. because yeah.
2: uh, it was a very unusual ceremony because they announced uh, the best picture first and they were saving best actor for last
0: mm-hmm. yeah which usually they i don't they don't usually
2: do. yeah yeah usually it's it's all the other awards then the finale is the best picture
1: yeah, yeah that, that was a little awkward. Um, yeah. <laughs> and then somebody
0: said that they sold like some NFTs of like this Chad with Bozeman art that they were giving Ooh. people and what? things like that. Ooh. Like in a, like a goodie bag where like, they had like Chad with Bozeman stuff in it or something like that, the Oscars. It was kind of weird uh, what they were kind of doing with that whole thing. That sounds uh, gross. But um, out of everybody nominated, I didn't see Minari yet. I still have to see Minari. Mm. But uh, I think for me, I think Chad. I could. I, uh, I could. Have, I could have seen and given to Chad with Bozeman,
2: mm-hmm.
0: um, Gary Oldman, and Mank. Um, eh, I, I Thought that I, I thought he that. was
2: fine, but the more I've, uh, the more I've uh, kind of revisited Mank, the kind of less fondly. I think of that of all the Best Picture nominees.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's a good movie. It's just in the mix of all these other great movies. It's yeah, that, it, the sore it's, thumb.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's a very good movie, but I would still prefer rewatching Minari or mm. Sound of Metal over rewatching Meg.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, out of best actors, I mean, we, you know, I feel like an, I feel like not enough people have talked about Riz Ahmed as well, mm, being easy. sort of just like a sort of like a dark horse pick yeah it's it's just the timing
2: it's kind of a a shame that uh this year more than any it's kind of been hard to pick a best actor because all of these guys any if you like take them and pluck them into any year like before or after Mm. they are taking home that award
1: yeah 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 no i mean it's just it's just i wish that they it's not that i didn't want them to to treat this year's best acting category any different it's just a matter it's Mm. just the fact that you know you can't just set people's expectations up like that Mm. and then give it to somebody else you you know yeah because anthony hopkins he does deserve this but so does chadwick yeah yeah and uh
2: if i hadn't watched the father beforehand i'd be Mm. a lot more upset but yeah the father was fucking spectacular and so was anthony hopkins but there, but it's also not like there isn't precedence for it, mm. like with Heath Ledger in uh, The Dark Knight. Mm. The, it was very much what I thought deserved the best act, supporting actor uh, that mm. year, but there was also that if he didn't pass away that year, would they have given it to him? God, who was
0: even else nominated that year. He was nominated. Really who cares?
1: <laughs> yeah, unemployment. Um,
0: <laughs> but, yeah. um best movie
1: heard, of that year <laughs>
0: um this oscars hit an like all-time low when it comes to ratings it seems yeah. like every year the oscars hits a new
2: all-time low when it comes to viewers. yeah because nobody knew it was gonna be that weekend <laughs> yeah you know what I mean? we forgot <laughs> yeah i <laughs> forgot that they were still doing an actual like ceremony
1: uh, yeah and i mean to be to be honest though i don't think that many people really watch that many movies this year despite having the time too it's just like our mind our minds were elsewhere
2: <laughs> yeah yeah despite having uh a lot of the nominees available on streaming relatively early having uh, um uh, when they were coming out a lot of the movie theaters were like starting to trickle people in everyone's mind was fucking elsewhere
1: yeah yeah, yeah.
0: um but a lot of these movies hey people you can watch them on streaming services like netflix like amazon prime Uh, you know you can watch a lot of these movies Hulu like we mentioned Another Round is on Hulu Uh,
2: Mm. Yep Uh, yep. Uh, yep. Uh, Nomadland uh, you can check that out on Hulu Uh, uh, Frile of Chicago 7 and Mank, you can watch that on Netflix Uh, Sound of Metal Amazon and all the other nominees are coming to streaming or uh, uh, iTunes or Amazon video for rental relatively soon them. yeah
0: so you can you get you can watch all these movies you know on these streaming services that you have you, you probably have all of them you probably got netflix or hulu or <laughs> prime and hbo max and all these other ones you probably got 50 of them and you just you know you don't even watch all of them you just have them just to have them so you or know, you know anyway. somebody that does or yeah you or, or you, up. Got,
1: or you, or you
2: <laughs> for them and you forgot you had it yeah, yeah. you so forgot I, you had it until you see your credit card bill that month like,
3: what
2: the <laughs> fuck uh I yeah, so recommend,
3: right. yeah,
0: I recommend checking out a lot of these movies. A lot of these movies nominated are, are very good, uh, mm-hmm. very solid. So, um, all right, so moving on from the Oscars, we're going to discuss our first movie of the day. We're going to be discussing a movie that is on Amazon Prime right now, without mm-hmm. remorse, starring Michael B. Jordan, based on the Tom Clancy novel. Um, here you have Michael B. Jordan, who is a Navy SEAL, um, badass as they call him, mm-hmm. um, all around, just you know, capable of just doing anything possible. Because you know he's just that special forces, Navy SEAL, elite, uh, <laughs> you know, ranger guy. You know what I mean? That can just do everything. Um, mm-hmm. And you so also have Guy Pierce. Uh, you also have Jamie Bell. Um, you also have the actress from Queen and Slim. Uh, what is her name again? Uh, Jody
2: Turner Smith. And Jody- just just to get a negative out of the way, everybody in the movie I think is like fine. They're it's kind of like generic. Tough guy, action movie dialogue, except her. It, it, it's like it, it, it. It's like I know you're just delivering some generic lines, but can can you like some emotion? Yeah, give us a little a- anything.
0: something. Anything. Yeah.
1: Um. And <laughs> we know you can give us something here.
0: Yeah. Um. And in the movie, because she's the commanding officer of my yeah. Jordan's character, and I don't know if that was the direction she was given, or I don't know if she had just, to have been so she just read kind of the character notes and go like okay i'm a commanding officer in the military okay what does that mean um okay i'm gonna be really stern and look serious the whole time so that that, boom there you go i I got it so i just have to do that so i don't know if that was just like what she she just read the surface level of the character and what the character is and then just ran with that uh because yeah she's she's very stiff um Mm. you know kind of one note throughout the whole thing
1: and there's Uh, Cause, and it sucks because there's like moments where like you'd expect her to actually you know somewhat emote yeah 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 like where because uh,
2: she's the commanding officer uh 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 michael b jordan's uh john Kelly she's like because uh, josh you've been around this do you like you have your uh commanding officer and then you have the the senior enlisted guy that's right below them mm-hmm. yeah so it's like her second in command and yeah, it's like yeah these are like a, a seal team and those guys are like really fucking close and you found out he gets shot and you got no emotion <laughs>
3: yeah
1: just uh, just it's like the static just like, like you oh don't you're a oh you're shot oh oh no <laughs> you got <laughs> shot
2: your wife oh. is dead <laughs> oh no your wife and unborn baby are, got shot like eight times <laughs> yeah that really um, must
1: be tough. I'm
2: sorry. Um,
3: <laughs>
0: it, remind, it reminded me.
2: It reminded me of like Bullseye in season three of Daredevil. That sounds hard. That sounds really hard. That sounds really hard.
0: <laughs> um, I, so I, I'm, I'm not gonna blame Jodie Turner Smith too much because the script yeah. is terrible. So yeah, really yeah. The script. Her.
2: The script is nothing special, and this is directed by uh, uh, the same guy who did a uh, Sicario, Day of the Soldado, which yeah. is. If you watched Sicario and thought that Benicio del Toro was somehow the good guy,
0: yeah, um, which that had a lot of action in it. It was actually really suspenseful and mm-hmm. you know really thrilling to watch. I don't know what the hell happened here because because uh, <laughs> uh, you know this is it's this really bland,
2: it's forgettable. I, I, um, I mean, e- e- even the action that is here, it's 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 it's, it's kind of like it's not bad. But it's not particularly good either especially when we have movies like like john wick like mm-hmm. uh, like the raid and you have had kind of like these movies elevate what action cinema is in the 2010s and the 2020s and you're just it's just bland
1: yeah, yeah. no this movie if this movie came out maybe in the early 2000s i would probably think of it a little bit higher or highly because it's like one of those tv action movies you know what i'm saying you turn that on on tnt um probably playing video games in the back uh, um and you have it on in the background it's one of the movies because there's only really one like true good action scene and then the others are very prototypical gunplay like yeah bam bam i'm hiding waiting for them to reload bam bam hiding again
0: (laughs) 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 <laughs> um and it's i mean because like you you could probably get the same effect by watching a call of duty twitch stream i mean yeah. really, that's, that's kind of what yeah. it is yeah it sounds I, like i like, mean you
1: know, a lot more emotion though i feel you know <laughs> yeah. in, the, in the in the in the stream than in this movie <laughs> <laughs>
0: Because <laughs> it's a lot of going around with guns, you know, yeah. in these kind of urban environments and buildings, turning corners, you know what I mean? Like a lot of that. So it's not really thrilling yeah. to watch. Sometimes in, a lot of it's in,
2: in, cl- in cliches from action movies that the that kind of the general audience is definitely more educated on, and you can't really get away with stuff like that in action yeah. movies anymore. Like even down to like. How they use silencers in movies which yeah. those do not exist <laughs> even if you um, hear like a suppressed gunshot it's still very loud and people are gonna come running oh yeah oh yeah nah um, um...
0: you, you know there's some kind of good spots in this a little bit um mm. you know the scene like you see in the trailer like when he's in a prison and that prison mm. scene that's
2: kind of good that I mean, was a I mean? really good <laughs> that was a really good scene but the only thing i could think of like because Cause it's in the trailer, he like takes his shirt off and like starts splashing water on himself. It was like, what the fuck? <laughs> like this scene's, the-. all I could think of is like, yo, this scene is for the lady.
1: Oh yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah no, that, I mean, hey. that was the fan service. I mean, service. good for him. Yeah, no, that was I mean, the fan service that that you watched the movie for. <laughs> <yeah>. I mean, <laughs> I mean probably, because because movie Everything movie about
2: film. this, it just speaks. Yeah. yeah, this is gonna be your dad's favorite movie.
1: Yeah, pretty much. And,
2: yeah. And your and mom is just gonna be like trapped on the couch, sitting next to him. And you <laughs> needed something from Ma.
1: Yeah, she'll wake up know. for that scene and then go right back to sleep. <laughs> yeah,
2: I don't even know if a
0: dad will like it because, like, dads typically like more explosions, more you know, kind mm. of bombastic type things. It's like, oh wow, you know what I mean? That that's something really exciting. This is not really. I mean, all this exciting. movie is
2: made for. This movie is made for the Oakley wearing grump style uh, rockin' dad crowd yeah you know,
0: i mean i guess if you were a person who really really loved like michael bay movies and like the military and everything i guess you'll mm-hmm. like this simply because the military's in this <laughs> uh but i mean the story in itself this just kind of like okay you got the finn story um you know you have the lord london who's only in this movie for like 10 minutes you know what i mean and you know she's gone she's dispatched with quickly um and then so you you say off the, the, the typical kind of generic plot, which can be fine. Mm-hmm. Nothing nothing people typical say like, kind of
2: generic know. plot, even down to like not even having a twist with your bad guy because you know who it is the second that character walks in.
1: Yeah. 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 I mean
2: um, Guy Pier I mean Guy yeah. Pierce is just Ben Mendelssohn before Ben Mendelssohn. <laughs> He, he was Pretty the much. guy you always get to play the villain in your action movie. Uh,
0: and people say like, well, this movie has cliches or has tropes or things like that. And then people think it's automatically bad because the no,
2: tropes and cliches. Tro- no, tropes and cliches are like anything. They're a tool. They can be yeah. a good thing or a bad thing, depending on how you use them. Yeah. I mean, I see, mean, that's not
0: necessarily I mean look
2: at John Wick. That thing's like tropey
0: as hell. Hmm. But it's personality it's got a universe it's got a whole personality it's fun Mm -hmm. you know what i mean like you you get you know like you still have a lot of fun with it just just Mm -hmm. it just doesn't have any personality it's got nothing going for it even michael b jordan who's the lead who's a charismatic lead he's Mm -hmm. there's nothing going for him that makes him like even with his whole steely determination Mm -hmm. of going after you know the people that, that, that killed his wife okay i mean you're not really bringing anything to it you know that I haven't seen.
2: I mean, even something like Nobody, which uh, we reviewed on the show uh, a couple weeks ago, that movie, it's, again, cliche, trophy, but there's also so much personality brought to it with, like, Bob Odenkirk's performance with uh, Ilya Neichler's direction, how the action set pieces are uh, designed and choreographed. Here, it's just very by the numbers.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, uh, and I do want to say that there, there are a couple highlights... For- in this movie for me mm. um and the first one being like the inciting incident is relatively like you know uh surprising to some degree mm. I, I didn't i didn't personally expect them to just kill off the wife and baby that quickly but mm. um and then also the whole sort of going rogue arc i thought was kind of decent you know what i'm saying I The, the road was... to getting him to, pre- to prison was kind of decent <laughs> It, it was decent, but at the same time, that shit was stupid as hell. It really was. It
2: <laughs> that really shit was. was fucking
1: dumb. But it, <laughs> because, but that was, because, but that because, was enjoyable. Because, yeah, was... Uh, yeah, Chase, you,
2: pr- you proposed this, like doing like in depth, like uh, breakdown, like what yeah. we're actually talking about. So, so <laughs> it starts with uh Michael B. Jordan. He's like pretending to be drunk and going up to like bodyguards at this embassy. He's like, hey man, I got a jacket. And he's just waiting for like this motorcade to pull out and follow them. But they're already gone by the time he's like able to get back to his tow truck, which appears out of nowhere. And somehow he has caught up to them.
1: (laughs) Fucking how? Because he can, because he's Navy SEAL trained. He's obviously- He's He's
0: driving fast.
1: Superhuman
0: um so but i mean listen
1: that whole scene with him in the car as it's as it's like on fire i i love and, that stupidity and, and, and... um <laughs> okay that is the kind of stupidity that i love and yeah. that is
2: the kind of like uh tongue-in-cheekness that i wish this movie uh this movie had more yeah with the yeah. its other action set pieces
1: yeah because as soon as he as soon as he gets out of prison It's kind of just like the prototypical like you literally could have just launched the rest of that plot into any other tom clancy movie and i wouldn't have known the difference Mm. (laughs) like (laughs) so you know i wouldn't uh, you know it's it is what it is it's yeah if we want to get into our 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 final thoughts i'd say like it's like a four out of ten it's not the worst thing i've seen but it's definitely mediocre and it doesn't really try to do anything different you know what i'm saying?
0: Um, yeah, definitely. Mediocrity um, is its middle name. Uh, um, so without yeah, remorse. Without merit, <laughs> without, yeah.
1: yeah, without merit uh, or remorse about its mediocrity. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, I think, I mean, Michael B. Jordan can make a great action lead. Uh, mm-hmm. I actually got the body for it. Um, he's got to look for it. So I think, you know, hmm. just better direction, better script, I think it can work. I don't know if they're planning on doing more of him as his character of John the, kinda, Yeah,
2: there is definitely sequel bait in the at the end of this movie. And this is a, a long-standing character in kind of Tom Clancy's lore. And this character has actually been portrayed by, by Harrison Ford in, uh, I think, Clear and Present Danger. Hmm.
0: Yeah, so... You know, I, I would like to see him continue just with a better direction and yeah. an action director. I would like to see I mean, continue.
2: if I mean, if Chad Stahelski puts Michael B. Jordan in a movie, game on. <laughs> yeah,
0: I mean, yeah. Um, yeah. So, you know, I think, you know, other than that, like I said, it's you could watch other better action movies than this. You could watch nobody that's better mm-hmm. than this, Um that's more exciting mm-hmm. than this, that's more fun. Boss level. You know, yeah, I mean, it, it knows what it is and it plays yeah. within those things and it has fun with it. Um, and it's enjoyable. This, not so much blank characters, forgettable, you know, kind of story that is even tough to kind of pay attention to because it's so bland. Um, overall, I give this, yeah, maybe like a five or four out of ten. Mm. Um, four, four, you know, four abs, five abs out of ten of Michael B. Jordan. <laughs> you know, what I mean? so, yeah. Uh, what about what about you, Mick?
2: Um, uh, just to echo some the things you guys said yeah this is just very generic Uh, there's nothing in here that is terrible the action is for what it is it's well designed and it's well choreographed but it's nothing spectacular uh all the actors in here besides jody turner smith they're doing very workman-like performances and i like michael b jordan he's very very charismatic guy and i wish he was given better direction or like more stuff to chew on because he's been fucking training for action movies. He, there's like videos of him working with the uh, Taron Butler, who was the firearms instructor for John Wick. Mm. And yeah, he's crushing it. But yeah, this movie's just very mediocre. It's going to be your dad's favorite action movie. And for that, it's going to be like four out of 10 for me. Mm.
0: Yeah,
2: I just watched this movie yesterday and I'm struggling to remember shit from it.
0: Yeah, I yeah I don't even know what what, what the hell they they're talking about. Like, towards the middle and the end, I'm like, oh wait, oh yeah, that's right. Okay,
2: yeah, I, I, had don't to re-watch. So, I don't know something. I don't know the something about like the brand conspiracy being a fucking QAnon supporters wet dream. The yeah. Russians did it.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> Russians are making a comeback. Being villains yeah. in the media, they're making a comeback now.
1: So like, yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, they're back to being the fucking boogeyman.
1: Yeah, yeah I had to rewatch the final act because. It was just that boring to put me to sleep last night. Because past the prison, it's like, all right, honestly, you could just turn the movie off. You already know the rest of it.
0: <laughs> um, yeah, shame, shame, real shame. I hope, I hope Michael B. Jordan is in something better action movie than this. Uh, yeah, 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 like, like, uh,
2: yeah, like uh, Gareth Evans, uh, Chad Stahelski. Uh, give Michael B. Jordan a call for your next movie. Yeah. Yes, um, he's ready. All right. So
0: moving on from discussing without remorse, so we going to discuss the Netflix film *The Mitchell Versus the Machines* here, which is a nice animated film. Um, and in this film, you have a weird family, as they describe themselves, very kind of mm-hmm. below-average family um, who kind of is at odds with each other, especially the father and daughter. Who you know, daughter's coming to that stage. She's you know, going to go off, uh, you know, into college. So she's kind of you know trying to that. Not, not, not
2: just college, film school.
3: Film, oh, yeah.
2: school. <laughs> yeah. film school and her dad is very much uh kind of like kind of like a prototypical dad character in one of these movies he's like very not tech savvy he's very like uh uh handsy he's like uh he's mm. like really in touch with nature yeah, yeah. and yeah. she's like i don't really get my daughter yeah. yeah
0: you know very you know guy he carries a screwdriver around with him knows how to fix anything know not just it, carries
2: a screwdriver around he get he gets screwdrivers for like birthdays and anniversary gifts
0: <laughs> yeah you know so yeah like he's that type of dad you know hates hates technology phones <laughs> all that type of stuff you know constantly the family's on their phones tablets things like that and he's just like you know let's just have good family time without the you know without phones without tablets just look at each other have a conversation and they can't even do it you know what i mean they just they, yeah. they they gotta love their phones we just gotta you know be surrounded by that type of technology and meanwhile um, the
1: don't... daughter is like the prototypical zoomer that makes like youtube videos and, and oh whatnot. oh she is very and much TikToks. a
2: tick what is it gen what is it Gen ear yeah. yeah the
1: zoomers the zoomers oh
2: zoomer yeah uh, zoomer now yeah she's yeah. making like uh youtube videos with with the dog which some of those are hilarious
0: <laughs> yeah. so she I mean she is very creative I mean they show you know how that's, creative she is and you know like you said making these TikToks making these YouTube videos yep and
2: uh the daughter here is voiced by uh, Abby Jacobson from uh, Broad City uh dad is voiced by Danny McBride who is giving a performance that is the opposite of like Kenny Powers yeah, it's definitely the opposite <laughs> of anything Danny McBride, because usually Danny McBride plays very vulgar,
0: mm-hmm. uh, you know, very, very rude, you know, obnoxious characters here. It's, you know, like a wholesome dad, which is a very change of pace. Um, you almost d- don't even recognize this, his voice, you know, for a minute, because, you know what I mean, you almost mm. kind of don't even recognize it. Uh, My Rudolph is the mother in this. Um, hmm. you, also got, you know, Eric
2: Andre, who's um, like
1: this big tech guy. Eric,
2: On- Eric Andre, who is very much just playing Elon Musk.
1: Yeah. Oh, okay, much. that was who he was playing? Uh, Well,
2: Elon Musk or a Mark Zuckerberg type who, like, creates Pal, which is just, like, the apple of this world.
1: No, I was just surprised that that was Eric Andre because I didn't hear it at the time. Um, I thought you were going to say that that Eric Andre played the the little brother. Who played the little brother?
2: Uh, uh, The little little brother was voiced by one of the directors of this uh, because the little brother, he's, like, supposedly a 10-year-old kid, but he's (laughs) voiced by a grown man.
1: Yeah, no, he has a deep-ass voice. <laughs> oh,
2: Mike, really? Michael thought- Rianda. Rian- he's yeah. he's uh, one of the writers and directors here. He voices Aaron. Mm, really? okay. I thought it was a good kid
0: voice. He didn't, really, I thought was, he didn't sound... His voice didn't sound all that deep. I thought, he was, I, I I thought, thought fuck- it was
1: hilariously bad. That but- motherfucker's balls dropped. <laughs> <laughs> oh oh, yeah.
0: So uh, but, yeah, he plays a kid that's like, loves dinosaurs and he's obsessed with dinosaurs. You know, he kind of goes that phase all kids kind of go through, like, love yeah. dinosaurs. Like, when you find yeah, I, dinosaurs, the, yeah
2: I, I went through that phase as a kid where I love <laughs> dinosaurs.
0: Yeah, you know, it's like, oh, wow, you know, these these dinosaurs, oh, that's awesome, you know what I mean? Um, so then you have her, you got Olivia Coleman who plays, like, the Siri of pals. She's, like, the, the AI voice of this. Uh, so, you know, a nice, you know, nice good cast here. You also got, you know, Chris, uh, Chrissy Teigen, John Legend, who's in smaller roles here, who play like the perfect family that the <laughs> Mitchell's kind of like the ideal family that they look up to. Man, this family. Oh, awesome.
2: yeah. John Legend and Chrissy Teigen, who are playing John Legend and Chrissy Teigen. Yeah. <laughs>
0: um, you also have uh, Fred Armisen who voices the robots um, in this. Oh, as well. yeah. It's
2: a, uh, yeah, the voice of the robots, it's a uh, Beck Bennett and a uh, Fred Armisen. <laughs> who yeah. um who yeah they have one of my favorite like uh comedic bits in the movie cuz uh they run into like two defective robots that kind of <laughs> that kind of forget their mission of take over and destroy the world and it's like we are not robots we are humans <laughs> <laughs> um, my name is eric my name is Deborah. bye <laughs> 5000 <000. laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, this there's a lot of good uh, good gags
0: in here. At the beginning of it, I was kind of a little not feeling it as much because mm-hmm. I was like, oh, well, it's kind of the whole thing with this, you know, the dad and daughter are at odds with each other. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she's trying to, she wants to live her own life and the dad you know, doesn't know what the hell his daughter wants or needs and he's all confused and, you know, there's that contentious relationship. Because um, yeah, they do a whole, you know, at first she's planning to go to college, she has plane tickets to go. Then he's like all of a sudden changes and goes like, okay, we'll do a road trip from you know our home to take you to college you know in my shitty little
2: van uh, little was, car I uh was, yep i did a good thing i canceled your plane ticket to college yeah uh, <laughs> we're gonna so, drive there in our uh, for hours on end in a car just yeah. us. <laughs> um i yeah. wish i was exaggerating my face but that's exactly that how that scene plays out yeah i, mean, I know i
1: thing. know that dad and that's what, I mean, he's not my dad, thankfully, but I do know that dad. <laughs> <laughs> um, and 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 just to
2: interject, there is like, cause uh, a lot of the animation, it's like very, it's very similar to something like Into the Spider-Verse, just mm. less comic booky. but there's also like little pop-ups that happen, like little emotes that come up. It reminded me a lot of the stuff Teen Titans used to do back mm. in the day. Yeah. For like comedic bits, like the animation style will change
1: yeah i mean it's kind of just like a. I like so teen titans kind of borrowed that from like certain like comedic anime Mm, yeah where they they would like do like little like you know like the special visual effects and like the Mm -hmm. little mini versions of like their characters like popping up out of nowhere um but this i think it takes it to like a another level because they're adding like memes they're adding like little like rainbows bouncing out of nowhere mm-hmm. um yeah. and like and not just doing like their little mini cells but like they have like actual like other weird like entities that just pop up out of nowhere with them <laughs> um yeah no I, I the visual style in this does remind me of Spider Verse, and i'm pretty sure it is made by it, the it same
2: is, yep it's uh, produced by uh, phil lord and chris miller It's yeah uh, yep, i it's think it a- um, it's the same producers, uh, but it, but this is written by uh, Michael Rianda and Jeff Rowe, who have uh, had a long career in animation, working on stuff hmm. like, uh, like Gravity Falls, like uh, Disenchantment. Hmm. Okay. Um, is it
1: the same? Is it the same? Um, like studio that did into the Spider Verse or like? Yes, it technology? is.
2: this is, yep, this is Sony Pictures Animation. Okay. Yeah. because yeah, so yeah, been... that makes
1: a lot of sense now
0: so this is good this is a good win for for sony i think because yeah. you know like i said i think for me yeah like with the whole thing with the father and daughter it was like oh, okay this is kind of tried but mm. you know let's see where you go with this it's tried
2: anyway. but but like we were saying with without remorse a tried and true can work as long as you have a uh, personality and heart attached to it which i thought this movie very much did a lot of yeah. the early scenes with uh, the conflict between uh the dad and uh and uh, trying to remember the character's name katie mitchell a lot of that got to me.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think I think the weakest part of the film is its first act. I think that's yeah. only because you're mm-hmm. expecting it to become what it what it does become, which is like this sort of grand mm. sort of hysterical uh yeah. family uh uniting to save the world movie. Um mm. but I, I, I think that first act, even though it is the weakest part of the film, it is necessary so that you can get that sort of um payoff that happens because at first i didn't like neither i didn't like the daughter and i didn't like the father (laughs) at all and they did a good job of making me hate them both (laughs) Mm. (laughs) but i didn't like hate them in the sense that i would like turn off the movie it was just Mm. a matter of like wow these these guys suck like they really don't there there seems to be no love here
0: (laughs) we just don't understand each other you know yeah
1: yeah, but as the movie you know evolves and they become to understand each other and they also understand each other's past, mm. um, that's when I realized. That yeah, those like, those are scenes that that needed that really, yeah, that really
2: need that. And the score here is mm. done by Mark Mothersbaugh, who's done stuff like uh, Thor Ragnarok, who's mm. worked on Disenchantment, and yeah, the score is incredible here. Yeah, and the score pulls at your heartstrings at the right moments. Mm-hmm. Yeah um because yeah
0: like like chase said i mean it progressively gets much better um as the story goes out you know it mm-hmm. keeps you know kind of improving as it goes on a lot which which is you know really really good for a film and the humor here it, it very much is kind of like even though i know phil Lord and chris Miller didn't write that but it is kind mm-hmm. of that way of writing it where kind of how like they did the lego movie how mm-hmm. like they did *Cody with a chance of meatballs where it's good humor for kids like kids could really love it but also yeah, adults it, could it's, really
2: love kid it. hu- it's kid humor that works even if you're an adult. Like, yeah. uh, th- that works even if you're an adult, and even on a rewatch, because you hear like background like lines that you missed on the first time you watched. Jokes happen so fast that you're not even done laughing at the one previous before the next joke hits.
1: I think there's some pretty solid quotables, too. So. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> um, we can yeah. tell the difference between dog, pig, and loaf of bread <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh, correct, because uh, that line
1: but, is only uh, funny in context Yeah because there, context. There's a dog. Yeah, the, the
2: family They have a dog That's like kind of this grotesque Mix of a pug And it's hilarious Because it's one of the better running Gags because the robots At first they can't tell what it is And it just fries their logic
1: Yeah and I think that robot was Played by uh, Blake Griffin right you no know, yeah a the, special one yeah like the advanced
2: oh, robots yeah. those are voiced by uh blake griffin
1: yeah no oh. once you get to that scene you just remember me that <laughs> the delivery of that line is 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 hilarious in that context <laughs>
0: um and you know how like another thing like like phil Lord and chris miller do mm. is they infuse a lot of you know kind of pop culture meme culture into mm, kind of the mm-hmm. like chase mentioned like how they have kind of a lot of that into this as well and it makes sense because it is a movie about the internet about people on their mm. phone yes
2: things. yes this is a movie about technology very much so yeah, mm. yeah
0: so and and commentaries about you know technology um you know a lot of people make that kind of commentary people are on their phones too much and you know blah 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 and mm-hmm. kind of the screen time and you know, so absorbed in the phones and everything like that and, you know, there's lots of that commentary that that happens now about that type of
2: stuff. But yeah, there's one, a lot of movies that are like technology is evil, as they yeah. make this movie on said technology. Yeah. yeah,
0: you know, but this one has kind of that then where it kind of critiques it, but it also says like, hey, you know, you know, the girl, her being a film student. She's mm. able to make a lot of these great things because, hey, like you mm. said, technology. She's able to do all yeah. this creative stuff with the phone. Yeah, all this yeah. This, all
2: this is this is kind of like taking a South Park approach to it because uh, for a long time, South Park has been very much, yeah, both ends of the spectrum kind of suck. Hmm. The answer lies somewhere in the middle. Yeah, and yeah. It's very much saying that, yes, technology can be bad when it's overused, when it's used for malicious purposes, but it also gives uh, creative people the tools to easier access to the tools to express themselves creatively
1: yeah Yeah. it's one of the few uh kids movies that kind of have nuance to it Mm. (laughs) which is something
2: that yeah which is something that uh bill lord and chris miller and all of the the directors and writers that they brought on onto their animated projects it's something that they've mastered yeah because
0: yeah. you know all these you know these zoomers and and you know kind of younger millennial people you know that's what they do on tiktok and making <laughs> these dances and they doing all them the filters and all that stuff like that and the, you know before that it was the vine thing that was huge <laughs> and, you know then there was you know you know ig now with a lot of people doing stuff on there making the skits there i mean it's it's a really you know it allows people to really be creative really express themselves um now you know and really do i mean there's also a lot of dumb shit i mean people do on there of course you know like, like <laughs> set, set me on fire challenge or drink beach.
2: Like that. But, yeah there's a lot of dumb shit like the fire <laughs> challenge or jake paul
0: yeah you know <laughs> tide pods
2: know, you know (laughs) the fucking uh the fucking what is it called the hype house now that's apparently getting a netflix show which kill me now
1: i don't know what that is i don't need to
2: i don't know it's like some fucking and
1: josh i'm killing it before we even recommend it we're not reviewing that
2: what the hell (laughs) whatever that that is
1: whatever the hype house is we are not reviewing that that is not how we we go viral (laughs) we'll
0: we'll see we'll see um i mean we've already
1: We've already broken down in depth,
2: both Jake Paul fights. I'm pretty sure we've already sunk that low. Oh my God, dude. But like uh, those
1: had at least mm. no, we're not doing it. We're
2: not. I'm not. Anyway, back to the Mitchells versus the machines. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, but so to give final thoughts on it, um, I think it's a very funny movie.
3: Um, mm.
0: you know, really good, talented voice cast from everybody. Um, Really enjoy watching it. Like I said, it's better all the way through. Really, is more and more, it just keeps ratcheting up, which is really mm-hmm. good. And nice ending to it as well. Very sweet and very wholesome kind of movie, which is which is what you want from an animated film. And mm-hmm. overall, I give it a strong eight out of ten. Yeah, uh, Chase.
1: Yeah, um, I I'm just gonna echo a lot of those sentiments along with the, the stuff that I've been saying. Like, this is a great movie. This is a great family movie. Um, it truly does embody the. Uh, the word family. Um and it, it messes and plays around with that concept in, in mm. more ways than most films do. Um mm. it even like even makes fun of the whole power of love concept as well because that's not that's not how <laughs> oh, you right because here. right because uh <laughs> pal who's voiced by
2: Olivia <laughs> Coleman, she like says, Okay, I'm gonna launch you all into fucking space. Unless you can give me a reason why humanity's worth saving.
1: Yeah, Power and a, of
2: love, and a and, robot just <laughs> kicks him in the balls.
1: And in a lesser movie, in in nine out of ten kids' movies, that would be the answer. <laughs> 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 but is- no, nah, this movie, this movie takes a different route, and I and I applaud it for that. Um, and also just applaud it for just how clever the comeback, like the the running gags are, the mm. um the comebacks, um. There's a lot of, like, witty quotables that I won't spoil for you here, um, Mm.
2: A lot of witty quotables and a lot of set pieces that are hilarious and Mm. can be terrifying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah,
1: Yeah, there are some- If
2: if you forgot Furbies, this movie will (laughs) remind you of them in the most horrific way.
1: (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, no, the way they bounce, hmm, in and out of the horror genre for no reason, but for good laughs is, is amazing too um, but yeah I'm giving this a 9 man I don't really see I mean aside from the first act I think <clears throat> everything else is just so great that it's almost borderline 10 if the first act was just a little bit stronger in terms of just like conveying that conflict in a more compelling and a fun way to engage with <laughs> but yeah what do you think Nick?
2: wow um i absolutely fucking adored this movie uh all the joke this has that trademark lord and miller humor where jokes happen really fast you can't even finish laughing at one before the next one hits there, i I actually re-watched this movie twice i watched it uh two nights ago when it first came on netflix and i rewatched it again last night with my girl because she was like sleeping next to me and she was like waking up in the middle of the night because she heard me laughing so much and (laughs) it even hits on a rewatch is like you find jokes that you missed before Mm -hmm. uh all the voices all the voice work in this is spectacular and there are some just dying laughter bits uh for me this is probably the first movie this year that i'm giving a 10 out of 10 to the animation's amazing the jokes are hilarious and there's story moments in here where it had me in tears it really had me in the field and also big plus for how you handle the gay character in this Mm. Yeah, and it's quick it's respectful it wasn't like the entire marketing only for it to be like a
1: 10 second scene looking at you disney (laughs) (laughs) yeah no it wasn't like yeah no it wasn't a marketing ploy it's just authentic to the character Mm. so you know that's all we're looking for, people. Just
2: yep, it's authentic like, to the character, and on mm-hmm. a rewatch, you could see how it was being set up in the beginning.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Um, very, very good film. Recommend checking it out, people. Um, I wonder if this would
2: be nominated uh, for Oscar. I if Sean the
1: sheep it, and it, all those other yep,
2: it should be. <laughs> it, it will not surprise me if it is. But mm. however, it is also relatively early in the year, so true it does have
1: that going against it true yeah um, but um if sean the sheep could get in <laughs> then this better. but did you see sean the sheep i don't need
2: to <laughs> i don't need to if, if onward if onward got a nomination for a best mm. animated feature then this can
1: yeah no i don't i don't need to watch Sean the Sheep to prove my point
0: uh <laughs> <laughs> um all right so moving on from discussing uh the mitchell versus the machine gonna discuss yasuke uh, which is another Netflix property, the anime series, uh based on black samurai. Uh so real life historical figure. And if you're expecting historical accuracy from this, you are fucking out of here. Uh, out of here. Uh,
1: because they are not gonna do um the <laughs> what most do you accurate, mean um, What do you mean there's no there's no mechas and, and magical girls in thirteenth century Japan? Sixteenth century. About? Oh, uh, even more. Yeah, even more time for them to get mechas. They don't have mechas in Japan, Nick. Uh, Not.
2: To, they have like a Gundam statue, but no, it can't do the shit that the robot in here does. <laughs>
1: uh, the, most, the most. They at least have of- the magical girls, right? <laughs> <laughs> no.
2: <laughs> in some context, yeah. yeah. Okay. In yeah, some context yeah. that I cannot go to on here because this is a family show. Okay. Okay. Okay
0: uh i mean the only thing about this is there was a black guy and he was a samurai that's about as much as they kind of got
2: right uh and yeah there was a real historical figure who served under the japanese daimo oda oda nobunaga during Mm. the sengoku period of uh 16th century japan that was like that is like what history is called feudal japan it's like all these different uh daimyos or warlords just vying for different territory throughout Japan. And, and. Yasuke was a slave who who this uh, daimyo was just in awe of because he was like way bigger and much stronger than most Japanese men. So he took him in, trained him as a samurai, gave him all the titles and respect that come with it. Mm. Like he was given a piece of land, he was given armor, he was trained to fight with a katana.
1: And to my knowledge, Oh, um, Nobunaga was kind of that guy like that almost united all of mm. Japan.
2: Yeah, Nobunaga, so, if there's like any uh comparison, he in the Sengoku period, he was essentially like Genghis Khan. Mm. Mm. He uh, he was like all, almost conquered all of Japan.
1: Mm. Wow. And they don't really but touch into right all that, of it. that. They <laughs> <watched> <laughs> right past that shit. Yeah. It was like it it,
2: it was like because I'll, I'll be real with, I wasn't really crazy about this anime And the most interesting parts of the story With uh, Yasuke's background With his time serving under Nobunaga All mm. that is told in flashbacks And it's dropped after the third episode
1: Yeah Yeah, yeah, I, w- yeah. I didn't watch the trailer Apparently the mm. trailer did have the mechas and all that mess uh, Involved um, But I am familiar with LaShawn Thomas who is the mm. uh, creator Of the show and I respect him um, yeah,
2: he he's worked on stuff like uh, Black Dynamite, he's worked yeah. on uh, the Boondocks, uh even Legend Afro Korra. Samurai. Yeah. Legend of Originator. Yep.
1: And Korra. Yeah. I mean um his own personal series Cannon Busters, is pretty solid too. Mm. Um but I do understand that he loves mechas. <laughs> like he loves mechas. Okay, um, do
2: do what you <laughs> want with mechas, just don't like take <laughs> it over with this like historical figure that you're doing on this anime
1: on yeah no my biggest issue with this anime is that you have all these fantastical elements but yasuke mm. is not really involved with any of them um personally like he physically does not touch a mecha he doesn't use a mecha he <laughs> doesn't also have the magical girl powers either so he's kind of just a samurai within this uh, fa- uh like fantasy sci-fi world and he doesn't necessarily fit in this world yeah it's like it's like
2: you're selling this anime on having okay this is based on the first black samurai in history and Mm. you're making him a side character in a series that's literally named after him
1: yeah yeah yeah. and Um, i don't and i think the biggest problem because like maybe this is this is only six episodes so maybe (laughs) if they had the full like samurai shampoo 24 episodes i could have accepted the world that he was placed in because then you would have had time to actually like develop it give us like context why there are mechas, give us context why and where at least like give us like a god or something the origin for the powers and stuff like that you know what i'm saying um (laughs) and then maybe give yasuke just something uh, to match up against these magical and mechas and whatnot just so that he's at least involved in the fantastical mm. elements um because he's kind of just a sore thumb even though he is the best character in the show yeah he is the <laughs> best character and
2: and even with the actual yasuke there's not a lot of uh, documented history after uh, the fall mm. of nobunaga
3: hmm
2: yeah. after uh, after uh, his daño died there's not a lot of history after him there's like some reports that yeah he went back to the port he was sold at and went back to fuck off in portugal hmm. but none of it's like really
1: confirmed now but what do you think josh what do you think about just like the world aspect
2: um i mean i guess i mean
0: i, I guess i was kind of hoping they would kind of do more stuff with yasuke um, and with the world, they kind of set it in, you know, with werebears and you know, ghosts and demons and spirits and mechas and all these things like that. Um, I, you know, I just, you know, it's like, okay, well, this is an anime. So it's just like, it seems like, feels like they have to do that because this is
2: they don't. <laughs> but, you know, yeah. It, <laughs> and, and like, that was my thing. It was like, yeah, these are anime tropes that are kind of unnecessary. Yeah.
0: yeah, it just feels like they feel like they have to do this stuff because, like, well, it's an anime, and this is what people expect, so let's just throw all this in here, even though it doesn't really add much to it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and the main girl that the series kind of really focuses on is Saki, mm-hmm. um, who's like this girl, she's, you know, she's a super powerful girl who's got these magical abilities, and everybody wants to get her. And then, of course, you know, you have the hero who's the reluctant hero who, at first, is like, no, I'm not going to help the girl, but then afterwards, okay, yeah, of course, you're going to help the girl, that's, that's what you're going to do because you're the hero um and you know him and her palling around and in in order for you know kind of them to help each other and protect each other um and it kind of follows all those kind of conventional kind of anime things um i think this would have been a lot better served if you just kind of focused on yasuke focused on his history focused on the whole period of when he served and his his training and everything like that i thought that would have kind of been better served i thought that's what mainly they were going to really do here yeah um so i was kind of disappointed by that um i don't know if it's a feeling that they they think that they can't sell it you know purely by just having you know having a black samurai lead Mm. uh but there's Mm -hmm. been things in the past because like you said afro samurai that did you know that did really really,
1: really well
2: yep Uh, afro samurai was inspired by yasuke the actual historical figure
1: yeah but Uh, the reason why i feel like afro samurai can get away with this sort of fantastical elements in it is because you're already set up to be inside this fantastical world yasuke they give you the name yasuke you've heard it you you're you're told that this was the black samurai so i think you're kind well i mean at least i was i was coming into it thinking that this was going to be historically fit like a historical fiction rather than a Mm. fantasy and i and and i think with all extended purposes i think that the historical fiction anime would have been a lot more unique than the fantasy um route that they went with it because i don't yeah. i can't in, name a single historical I, fiction anime can you
2: yeah i think in <laughs> trying to make i think in trying to because I'm, I'm just trying to imagine the pitch meeting is like we have mm. this anime that's inspired by this uh real life black samurai and the like Producers, the powers that be to say, okay, add more anime shit to it. We need to make this like stand out. And Mm. by trying to make it stand out with all this like fantasy elements, you just made it like any other anime.
1: Yeah, no, I can't. Cause I looked up historical fiction, fiction anime. And like, none of these are really what I would call historical fiction, except for Mm -hmm. maybe Samurai Champloo. Yeah. It's like, it's like
2: even in, even in anime, like the more like grounded, the more real world, A lot of those are just like rooted in comedies. Yeah. There's like comedic animes. There's not like a real historical fiction uh, uh, grounded anime in the action genre, which this was
1: kind of a missed opportunity. Yeah, Yeah. no, that could have actually, yeah, no, that, this could have actually been a lot more unique if it did Mm. take the route that people expected it to be.
2: (laughs) I I mean, it it makes me it makes me because uh this character he was uh originally originally they were gonna make a, a live action film with Chadwick Boseman playing mm. Yasuke but yeah. for reasons uh that project kind of fell through it just makes me wonder if the live action Chadwick Boseman Yasuke movie would have had like robots and fucking <laughs> 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 fucking magic oh girls and God. all that shit
1: <laughs> yeah no, nah, that and all right let's get this out the way because mm. I'm hearing because I've seen a lot of praise for this just for having a black lead and like I I, I feel
2: like that's a big reason why this is getting as much praise as it is even uh, and which I, I gotta like amend my rating for Mortal Kombat I gotta give that a much lower rating because a lot of the praise I was giving that movie is because it had a primarily Asian cast
1: mm. Mm. Wow. yeah not nah, <laughs> The thing is, though, right, is that it's yes, it's great that we do have a black lead here, and it's great that he has great character design. Like, his, his hair looks authentic. You know, he's not... He doesn't look like he was drawn by a non-black man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because uh, anime does have a big issue with drawing their black characters. Um, I, mean, <laughs> um, I mean,
2: you're also talking to the style of animation that has Mr. Popo.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so, like, that in itself, I do applaud it for having good character mm-hmm. design. It does have the aesthetics. Yeah. But there's just no substance. <laughs> and that's the and that's the thing that we do have to sort of like uh be real about this show. Cause like it has it has the aesthetics, it has the soundtrack is awesome. Um mm. Flying Lotus uh, yeah, is doing yeah, it. Yeah, so yeah, what Flying do you expect? Lotus,
2: that soundtrack <laughs> yeah. is spectacular.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um the action is is, is pretty solid, even with yeah. these some sort of magical girl elements, it's still solid action. Yeah. Um but it's just that there's just like this very stereotypical story that they decided to go with and they kind of shafted the black lead um that you're praising (laughs) yeah i wonder i wonder if this story was already
2: in the works Mm. but the studio just decided to slap yasuke's name and his character into this because mm. so much of this story in this in this series some of it so much of it doesn't even involve yasuke that it's almost like somebody just dragged and dropped him into this
1: yeah. yeah yeah and i mean maybe that fish out of water aspect they made you know maybe if it got maybe 12 episodes instead of six maybe they could have played around with that a little bit more mm because he i mean even even yasuke he doesn't really react to the mystical elements like it's anything different he's just
2: Shit, nobody in this nobody in this yeah. reacts to like the well, mystical I mean, elements Yosuke like everyone is, like... is just non-plussed about a fucking giant robot that's like in <laughs>
1: feudal japan yeah and it yeah.
0: i think well, yasuke I... was fighting demons and everything so why would he why would he care well he was fighting, well, demons,
1: he was fighting demons up like in the last battle with nobunaga they weren't like and in the flashbacks they're fighting like you know normal people that's what i wanted i wanted Mm -hmm. them to fight the normal like warlords and like establish their rule and then have the (laughs) conflict of the internal conflict because nobunaga was a very uh uh cruel person Um, yeah nobunaga (laughs) if you
2: go by history nobunaga was a bad motherfucker
1: yeah no that's that's what i was looking for i was looking for uh that story You know, Mm. I was looking for Yasuke to be kind of conflicted. I I was looking for the flashbacks to be the the Mm. actual story.
2: Yeah. If if the flashbacks of this were the actual series, I would feel much more positively about this. But as it is, this is just kind of a generic anime that's like full of missed opportunity. Yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, yeah, it's just it's just okay. It's just yeah. okay. That's all it is. Um, not really anything that's gonna knock your socks off. I don't think if you're especially a person that's a veteran in the anime, it's not gonna it's not gonna really knock your socks off. Um, there's some solid things here, like I said, the action, the music, um, the lead performance, like Keith Stanfield as Yosuke, it's a pretty good performance, pretty solid performance mm. for him. Um, yep. you have mcmahon who's in this as well plays like uh a fellow uh samurai and she's a love interest of his in this she does a pretty decent job um in this um you know overall i mean it's a short six episode kind of series you can kind of breeze through it um is it really worth your time to watch i think if you just want to kind of check it out it's only six episodes 30 you know 26 minutes 30 minutes so overall i'd give it a uh six out of ten what about you
1: I feel so conflicted about this um, cause like I I want it to do well and I want it to make mm. it's money cause that's gonna open more doors for black creators in the anime space mm. um but it's a five it's very it's very mid um mm. it's very cause like there are elements I think that do deserve a watch like the flashbacks the action is fun um but there's a lot of elements that hold it back and without even like maybe if it wasn't for the flashbacks i might have given this a four or a three flashbacks the history of yasuke those are the best parts yeah yeah so you know the actual main story is very bad <laughs> so yeah <laughs> what do you think nick <laughs> uh, yeah the
2: main story of this is, it, it it's bad all the good elements in this are not delved into enough like like we said the flashbacks into Yasuke's actual history all of that is dropped after three episodes and you still have another three episodes to go which they don't really do anything that kind of lives up to like how cool those were uh the animation it's gorgeous especially the background some of the some of the like in motion in the action it's a little choppy but that's just a typical anime thing uh all the like anime isms like all the fantastical elements those just took me out of the show i was like "Mm, why is this here
1: yeah yeah they why if you're gonna do that you need 24 episodes too if you're gonna do that (laughs) you need 24 episodes and you need to not sell
2: your anime on having like this real life history historical figure yeah yeah. Uh, and
1: and another thing about the world building real
2: quick He's a side character in his own anime.
1: Yeah, yeah. Another thing to clarify my comments about the world building, um, with especially with like the mechas and the magic, none of that is integrated into how like the societies are ran. None of that's really integrated the Mm day-to-day. Like the economy. Like imagine if you had mechas back then, the economy would look different. (laughs) Uh (laughs) you know what I'm saying? And that's why they feel shoehorned it's because they're not integral to the actual like social economic space they're just kind of war machines that pop in and out mm-hmm. <laughs> um yeah and and there are some interesting touches like the whole reason yeah. that
2: because uh, the reason nobunaga fell is because he was betrayed by one of his generals who was mm-hmm. pissed that he gave so much tight honor and respect to like ayasuke in mm-hmm. the yasuke a black samurai which there is a lot of like racism and the uh, traditionalist culture in japan even today mm. which yeah. is something that you could have touched on but they don't and yeah. that, all that missed opportunity this is a four out of ten for me mm. i it, wow. it's another thing i watched it all yesterday and i can barely remember shit from it mm. i can barely remember like <laughs> characters names i don't remember like I barely remember how the fucking conflict resolves. Wow.
1: It it was very prototypical. It, it it resolved exactly how you think it did. The magical girl did her magical thing, and then Yasuke sliced.
2: Yeah, <laughs> the diamond, yeah, which is they, like they, this they great fucking over yeah, they like evil yeah, witch. like the heart of the cards. Like <laughs> Yasuke like draws all five pieces of Exodia.
1: Or <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Against the stereotypical evil witch lady, even. None of that was needed. I feel like I feel like I feel like the guy who. Never mind. Let's let's get over. It. Let's talk about some good shit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't um, want to. I don't want to. I don't want to talk more shit about this because I do. Because I do. One day want to work with LaShawn Thomas, but not um, on something like this. <laughs> are there plans to do
0: another season of this? Did you? Already there about it?
1: apparently are. Flying Lotus was tweeting about that. They okay. We're saying that they do have more to come, and I'm just like. I mean it could be a castlevania situation where like the first couple episodes we kind of eh, but then like it just i mean even castlevania those
2: first six episodes those still fucking slap
1: i mean yeah they they're they're all right i think castlevania does a better job obviously in terms of just mm. like explaining this world I, especially the first mm. like three episodes i think are great um but you know I just think that they just need more time to flesh things out, and they rushed it. So,
0: yeah. yeah. Um. Well, we'll see. Um. If it's the second season, we'll see what they do, see what happens. Maybe check
2: it out. Um, I don't know. I mean, maybe, maybe check it, out. Maybe huh? they'll cross over with Castlevania. <laughs> Who the
1: fuck knows? I mean, you know, shit. The way the fantasy in this world works, why not? Honestly, let's just have a full like Netflix. Uh, ne- the Netflix anime. Uh, re- <laughs> Anime universe. <laughs> yeah, they because they I noticed they do like a they're doing like a Dota anime. They got the Dragon Prince or whatever. They might yeah. As well there's, just a, combine there's a there's a Resident
2: Evil anime that's coming soon.
1: Just just make it all one big thing that Yasuke is a part of. Just the throw very Yasuke. It, honestly, every very, season throw Yasuke in a it. different world. <laughs> that makes no sense at all. And that uh, story would be somehow more compelling than what we got. <laughs>
0: Um, Alright, so moving on from discussing Yasuke, we're going to discuss okay. Invincible um, which is the final episode of this of the Amazon Prime series based on the Robin mm. Kirk comic um, Here we have uh, basically we have Mark uh, telling uh, I mean Nolan telling Mark uh, everything, who he is the whole plan, so everything gets revealed in this um, Mark after you know, Debbie knew, after Cecil knew we finally get Mark knowing and his reaction everything like that And it's just basically a whole episode of Mark getting his ass whooped
3: like it's been for basically
2: (laughs) the whole scene. Yeah, even with, like, the biggest blood spatter on the title card yet, that motherfucker is, like, red. There is no blue or yellow
1: anywhere in that title card (laughs) anymore.
3: Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: (laughs) I mean, you know, they definitely delivered on that. There was a lot of blood in this episode. Yeah, a
0: lot of carnage, a lot of just thought of just <laughs> death and yeah they
1: they
2: fucking like third act a man of steel like the entire <laughs>
1: world oh just uh, to prove uh, a point too like
2: <laughs> 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 um
0: because at least this and this it makes sense like you said it's to prove a point you know what i mean, I mean <laughs> true true, Instead of true. The is just kind of happening you know yeah. um and in this here, um, so you have him revealing everything who he is, um Voltrum, Yeah, yeah, Veltram,
2: They're not the like altruistic planet. They here to conquer.
1: I told you they They sent like Sands? one of their
2: people to like make the planet weaker so it's easier for them.
1: Yeah, I told yeah. you they were Saiyans. Yeah, yeah. Th- this
2: uh, this is definitely more inspired by Dragon Ball than it is like a Superman.
1: I told
0: yeah. you guys. Um right. So because you know he comes from this society this this great society but the society kind of thrived off of survival it was truly survival of the fittest right Mm -hmm. you know killing off you know each other you know the weakest and kill off and so the strongest will live so it's kind of true this type of society and they think like we're such a great society and all this huge innovation that we're going to go branch off into all these other galaxies and all these other worlds and then take over them and then introduce them to our way of life and take over and which they've been doing for hundreds and hundreds of years as they say and you know their forces are being so spread out doing this that they decided to do something more kind of simpler which was like take one top person you know uh, general commander um and basically send them to a planet in order to like I said, weaken the planet um and get the planet softened up so it'd be an easier transition between you know between you know the whole kind of takeover Mm. and you know nolan obviously was the person that got sent to earth and formed a life there um and mark you know who you know kind of hearing this news obviously he's very distressed uh tries his best you know and he gives it, you know the best college effort he can uh to kind of kind of fight him but like we said in the yeah, past fight episode, him and
2: save people and just omniman continually just like murdering <laughs> hundreds of thousands of people it, it yeah. gets hard to watch it at, at some
1: points. Yeah, yeah. And his main and thing... And the entire time,
2: it's just like, why are you even bothering, man? These yeah. are, like, ants to you. Yeah, your mom, eh, she's kind of like a pet. <laughs> no. That,
1: that was, was the like, line... Damn! That was, that was the line that I'm still not like, over. Like... <laughs> and, like, you know what's weird? Like, <laughs> when I really thought about it, like, how long omni-man lives for or Mm -hmm. has lived for it's not that i somewhat get it it's just that like i kind of comprehend where he's coming from and how evil i i mean like where his evil stems from you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. like obviously i'm not agreeing with the man but like (laughs) i get it (laughs) yeah it's like Like, if you live long enough if you live long enough like a
2: Ban of human life it just become it kind of becomes insignificant which yeah that's
1: his point yeah his point of view was just like look these people are ants like you you're yeah, gonna you outlive. any idea all... how
2: long you're gonna live for
1: <laughs> yeah you're stronger than them your face could literally break a whole train of them <laughs>
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, i mean yeah because i mean the way he just kills people with the ease i mean oh like,
1: my the... god like he the, just uh, touched a guy's
2: head and his skull exploded <laughs> in onto Mark.
1: Oh my yeah, God. you know, that uh, was great. and right yeah.
2: after he's like, "Where's that other one?" <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. He
2: was. Re- <laughs>
0: uh, so yeah, I mean, it's just you know how much you know, kind of you know, life is kind of meaningless to a guy like this because like of live forever. He's mm. as powerful as he is, mm. um, and you know, I mean, you know, just kind of that conflict, you know, between them is. is you know, you know what's making this episode you know really great i mean I think, mm. and, and kind of yeah of brutal brutal episodes of yeah this is
2: so yeah this is the best episode of the of the season this perfectly caps off this in this like monolith of this show mm. and how violent how bloody how brutal and unforgiving it is but yeah. towards the end it's also still balancing that light-hearted comic book tone that the that the Invincible comic, what that was so great at, mm.
1: and I and I and I, in this episode, I realized why he named himself Invincible, or at least Robert Kirkman's reason for naming him mm. Invincible. It's because it's not because he could beat up everybody. It's because he no, could take it is not. <laughs> all the hits in the world, like the mm. universe, he takes every hit emotionally, and he keep, and he keeps physically. <laughs> mentally and he just yeah he just keeps standing back up that's what makes him invincible it's not that he is the strongest character i don't think he ever will be Mm. (laughs) um but you know at the end of the day he was taking those beatings from his dad and and he 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 was the one who technically won (laughs) yeah and and
2: just and just again the voice work in the show Mm. just jk simmons taking that psychopathic turn it, yeah. it was like a chef's kiss. Yeah. I honestly thought it was Terrence Fletcher really beating the shit out of Invincible. <laughs> no fucking tempo!
1: And he was just gaslighting him the whole time. Like, what <laughs> you made me do. Why are you making me do this? Think Mark. Think Mark. Use your I, head. Why, why are you, are you so making much? me do this? Yeah. <laughs>
0: I really want to see somebody clip over that, like put the whiplash audio
2: over the, 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 they actually TV. they actually did that with the legend of Korra. And it's <laughs> yeah. I do
1: I I do know that clip. I, I do know that clip where um she, where he was trying to teach her like airbending, right? And he and she's just like fucking up or whatever, and they just put Fletcher over uh Tenzin's voice, right? Yeah. Yeah. That shit is funny. Somebody, gotta somebody's got to do it with this
2: Omni-Man Somebody's got to do it with that When did you become a fucking expert on what I can or cannot do You fucking weepy willow shit sack
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, on, on a scale from J, um, from Fletcher <laughs> Alright, so who is actually the worst teacher That J.K. Simmons <laughs> has played Because I think I it mean, is, I, I mean, it I mean Omni-Man I mean, if
2: you really watch Whiplash uh, mm. He was kind of a, the good teacher Because mm. he got that great performance Out of Miles Teller at the end of it
1: Meanwhile, Omni-Man is a, is a dick and he's also just, he hasn't taught the boy how to fight, like, at all. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's not really. At least... I mean... <laughs> and then Tenzin is kind of like a dick, but he's not like, you know... I still don't think Korra have mastered air yet. <laughs> mm-hmm. Even by the end of it, you know? <laughs> so.
0: Um... Yeah, I mean, yeah, like I said, I mean, this episode, yeah, it has the brutality. I mean, the train sequence, which was very violent. Oh, God. That was was pretty much the worst sequence I think we've seen in this show so
2: far. Yeah. Uh, uh, I think the worst was, like, when he, like, throws Mark through a building and you see, like, this mom and her kid Mm. just struggling and then you just see the aftermath and he's still holding that woman's dismembered arm. That was the, oh.
1: Mm. True. Because I think, like, with that moment, you could put a face to it. Meanwhile, mm. with the train, it's kind of just like, damn, it's just straight carnage. Carnage. You don't even get a chance to see them. It's just. <laughs> it,
2: it's like it's like what I was saying with like the comic is like, one panel. It's like really light. It's not hard fronted. Then next, the entire page is like red.
1: Uh, yeah. But no, nah, I think the train though that was the one that made my jaw drop. But I do understand emotionally why mm. the building hit for you.
2: Yeah, um, it, it's it's like this 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 episode. It has those moments where yeah. it's like. It gets a visceral reaction and an emotional reaction where jaw just drops. <laughs> it's like, um, yeah, yeah, it like, yeah, your mom's a pet. Is like, yeah, what's seventeen years? I could just have another kid.
1: And then, like, I'm huh? not gonna hold you. Call me crazy, but it, uh, after that, when they when they sink the ship, I thought that was hilarious because it was just like, damn, we're still going. You guys just. <laughs> 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 It became like that fucking
2: uh, Simpsons meme. It's like, <laughs> no, he's done already. Yeah, no,
1: he's done. Mark is done.
2: <laughs> Dude, just and Mark is just like broken and shattered. He's missing teeth, which again, eventually because the show is going to have two more seasons with Omni man mm. and just how that moment resolves that that was that was beautiful. Yeah. I, just yeah. showing a flashback to when Mark was a kid, and and uh, Nolan is just still like, "Why the fuck am I even bothering with this?" It's like, it's joy. It's what human It's what
1: life is for humans. Yeah. That reminded me of Vegeta so much. Just the, mm. just, the just the just the pout and like. <laughs> little, like I, I mean like, this. I mean this show
2: and the comic are both inspired heavily by Dragon Ball.
1: Mm. Yeah, no, I that mean, just seemed like a. such a vegeta boma moment
2: (laughs) um
0: i mean one one, uh, character coming up they said that did take inspiration from vegeta um when you look at the character visually you kind of see similarities Hmm. between him and vegeta and then somebody you know talked about like well maybe you could get the voice actor (laughs) voice vegeta to voice this character that's going to come up um in the comics which would be something
2: um and i think that'd be a little too on the nose but okay
1: i mean they got the money obviously yeah uh. I mean, they um, <laughs> Why not?
2: and
0: so the aftermath you know after what happened um you know obviously you know mark is in the hospital again uh after there um <laughs> you see the the new guardians of the globe uh you know they basically did clean up you know they and,
2: you they united and they like actually became a team at the end yeah
0: you know became a team at the end and so they, you know, they did that. Um, as far as like, you know, trying to assemble the, the, you know, kind of the world's best heroes to form this team. Do you all think that, you know, this Guardians of the Globe is kind of the best team kind of assembled that they could do it? Or do you think they should have gotten people more powerful? I think, you know, I, I mean,
2: think they're the best available.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, at least on the hero side. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> 'Cause it seemed like when they were doing the whole training sessions, I was like, it seemed like there was kind of some more powerful people there. I don't know, but yeah. um I
1: mean
2: yeah. it's I mean it's kinda of easy to look weak when Battle Beast just washes everybody.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh. Uh-huh. I mean Battle Beast
2: me. beat fucked up Black Samson so much as powers came back. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I mean, honestly, Cecil has to call him because he's a, he's an assassin or a hitman, right? Mm. So you might yeah. As well.
2: I, I imagine Battle Beast is gonna play a bigger role in like season two and three of the show because he mm. he comes back in the comic, mm. yeah. And he's kind of like the one he's like the one thing that can actually stand up to Omni Man. Mm.
1: Yeah, no, you might as well hit him up because I ain't see Omni Man try to put a stop to it. I heard <laughs> <you>. <laughs> Man, said all right i'm going to let you get your ass beat to teach you a lesson uh.
0: um you also see with this episode so you see that um Cecil wraps up things um hmm. you know helps protect the, the secret identity of Mark and the family mm-hmm. and things like that um so Mark and Debbie they go back home um and you see the situation where um you know they're like when his friends go to try to visit him at first and he's not there um that you know william i mean he lets the cat out of the bag that you know mark the but doesn't matter because he's talking to eve he's talking to her mm-hmm. and you know he's talking to uh, amber and then of course amber already knows so everybody already knows already and then when adam eve tries to reveal her identity nobody gives a shit and she's
2: like, oh <laughs> right oh and it's like oh <gasps> Oh, I can see it now.
0: Yeah, it was, it was like that scene in like an Avengers Endgame when they want to take a picture with Hulk, and then you no know, <laughs> like, you know shit about Ant Man. <laughs> yeah, it's like you know you take a picture with me, you know, I'm Ant Man. You know, it's like okay, like so what? And, yeah,
3: that's,
1: right. that's like one of the moments though. Like like William was like trying to like be like, yeah, I, I know who you are, and then like totally just like reveals his hand. <laughs> you're, the, you're the girl that duplicates, right? <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, well, she probably can duplicate itself, I guess. I mean, she can I alter mean, she reality. can like alter like atoms at the molecular level. Hmm.
1: Yeah, you think sure. she can you think she can stand a chance against a multimate?
2: Uh, I don't know. I got get
1: a look mm. in the comics.
0: Maybe, I don't know. Um,
1: okay. Maybe. Hey, yo, no, no spoilers, no no spoilers now.
0: Um, <laughs> yeah. But uh so you, you have that um obviously Debbie is broken. I mean, I mean I oh mean, yeah. yeah, and yeah. Yeah,
2: yeah. 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 yeah that I was mean, heartbreaking to watch. To I be mean, fair, she's. You the... heard her man call her a pet on fucking
1: 4K. <laughs> she's the strongest character in this show. Yeah, easily, it, it, yeah. Emotionally, <laughs> she is
2: the baddest motherfucker on this show.
1: Cause she kept it. She kept it together for Mark till you know till she finally had a chance to really sit by herself. I mean, even even in the uh, in, in the uh, what you call it, the uh, the in War the hospital. World. It
2: was like yeah she she put on that mask just to reassure her son.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. Um.
0: And you see here with, um, you know, Invincible, you know, at the end of this episode, he's talking to the Seth Rogen character. Yeah, uh, Alan
2: the um, Alien. Yeah,
0: Alan the Alien, and he just, you know, he rushed over the uh, all- Yo,
2: I fucked up. I should have warned you that, yeah, this planet's marked for Veltramite conquest. <laughs> yeah. Um, and he, you know, they sit around, they sit
0: on a rock, they talk about, you know, what's going to happen next, and they show kind of all the loose ends of, you know, what happened in this see all the plot lines of this season, the whole thing with the whole uh mobster who's now taken over. You know, oh, Nestor, uh, yeah,
2: Titan who's now like the big bad mobster character, uh, hmm. Mars, which that genocide that Mark caused.
0: <laughs> yeah, um, you have the whole battle beast, you got him, they show him what he's up to, still looking for a good fight.
2: Mm. Yeah, Doc um, so Seismic. He somehow got an underground army. Yeah, so you
0: so it shows kind of like you see that Cecil's trying to build an army and weapons for the return of Omni Man, the return of Knights, everything like that. Yep, uh,
2: but, yep. Uh, uh, Esmer Miller's character, he's back to creating the Reanimen. Yeah,
0: <laughs> so you know, probably you know, stronger, more improved, everything like that. So you know, so you see kind of those kind of storylines, you know, kind of. Like, hopefully they're going to pick up in season two season three so what do you guys think is going
1: to happen season two season three here? um since Man left his post i'm gonna assume that we might not get too much of him until mm. maybe near the tail end of season two uh mm. and what might actually happen um is that a viltrumite is coming in to check up on them and they find out that wait yo where where's nolan or whatever his viltrumite name is kakarot yeah, where's Kakarot? Like, like Vegeta hey, where and Nappa. <laughs> like Vegeta and Nappa did. Where's Kakarot? <laughs> I'm yeah, expecting, I, like, I, that I, Sans... Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I think
2: the Dragon arc. Ball influence is definitely going to be more on its sleeve in Season 2 of the mm. show. I also think that hopefully we delve more into, like, Debbie's psychology mm. and delve into, like, that... In, I think the brave take to turn is like really delve into like uh the fallout of of what nolan's done Mm. with with mark and debbie yeah
1: yeah yeah just how and how that'll um emotionally and also hopefully physically start to prepare mark for um the incoming threat because you know as soon as they said there there was a whole planet full of these motherfuckers. That's yeah. <laughs> why Mark expect, couldn't do that to one. Yeah. I, I expect I expect the planet to start sending people to pull up. <laughs>
3: yeah.
0: Which I was kind of like shocked when he said like when you know Seth Rogan Alan Hale asked him so you know kind of what's your plans and he said well, I guess just kind of finish high school bro you need to fuck high school you need to focus yeah. on Motherf- <laughs> you need you gotta to train. drop out <laughs> bro you gotta drop out bro like you gotta you gotta go in the hyperbolic chamber you gotta be training bro every day yeah.
3: you like, got you talking about
0: high school <laughs> no you know you, you're not even that good at high school because you don't even know how far Earth is away from Mars bro you, you done it's over
1: no nah, even bro. know that. Bro, he got Mother. lucky because because the one Viltrumite that pulled up was his
2: dad. <laughs> yeah. We got lucky that it pulled up because it was his dad, and the dad realized that, nah, I really do love my son and I cannot fucking kill him.
1: Yeah. yeah. Now, imagine if there's a Viltrumite that has no idea who you are and doesn't give a fuck about it. Man, Because <laughs> I'm assuming, yeah, too, that, that Nolan's that, not the that, that title card is just gonna be splash just like fully yo do you think they're gonna keep the same title card i hope they do and they just keep adding they it. should yeah because but i'm assuming nolan isn't the most powerful vulture might i'm assuming no. because he's he was like a send-off kind of thing he's it's kind of like a goku kind of thing where he was never meant to be that strong but you know and they got you know the Look. real bosses that are like the super vulture bites
0: <laughs> well he was a he was a top general as they say because they, mm. they trusted like the top yeah, people. yeah yeah he
2: was a top general so i would say like if i'd say like the other like top generals that are sent to conquer i would say they're kind of at
1: his level okay I, or i least, would think. Yeah. yeah. there
2: is a leader of the vulture
0: mites that is extremely powerful like there is a leader of them mm. um you know his name is craig uh okay uh, don't
1: say anything more you're yeah, spoiling so they, shit i didn't need to know his name
0: yeah so there's, there's, there's also a lot out. <laughs> of there. um so we're
1: just we're just yeah. we're just talking don't don't yeah. say no spoilers we're just talking we didn't need yeah. answers
0: <laughs> um so yeah um so you know i think that's kind of the expectation season two season three you see the fallout from this season mm. you we'll know, pick up the storylines characters where they fall out from here um and another big thing is I guess I I see foresee like a love triangle thing kind of going on
2: with Eve uh, and yeah. Amber. Yeah, because um, e- even uh, even Robert Kirkman when he was like writing the comic, he pretty much just said that Amber is just an obstacle to it's just an obstacle keeping like Eve and Mark from getting together. Yeah, it's like, kind you know, of like a
0: buffer between e- you know between him and uh, Eve. Kind well, of that sucks. <laughs> um, but they could change it in the show. I don't know. Uh, given how the yeah, reaction from, from, to from Amber-
2: yeah from what i understand the 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 show has already changed stuff from the comic okay
0: yeah uh but given the reaction that people have to amber right now i don't <laughs> i don't know which i it think up. it's
2: i think it's just like a skylar white situation It's like this character is getting hate for no reason and i wonder how much of it is just because she is a black character and mm-hmm. she is a woman in a well, comic book show
1: so i think that he, like personality wise he and also because um i don't think that you should get back to with the ex that you lied to for most of the relationship yeah that's um, that's a bad call I, I think i think i think he should end up with eve um mm. especially after the fallout between like him right, finally right. revealing the truth because i personally think that him and eve personality wise fit better and also because mm-hmm. they never had to lie to each other, they're always honest to each other. Yeah, they
2: they met they met and and uh, and have developed that friendship completely open. They know yeah. they know about like each other's double life.
1: Meanwhile, yeah, versus,
2: versus Amber, who is always gonna who even she figured it out and she still has that resentment because yeah yeah he didn't trust me to reveal it. Only yeah. came back after he like got broken.
1: Yeah, and like I. <laughs> I somewhat get the hate that some people have, like you, Josh, you're a hater. I,
2: I, um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't it. I, I understand the hate, but mm. I also can't really get behind it.
1: Yeah, because, like, at the end of the day, he still was lying to her. That relationship mm. was still based on lies. He was carrying <laughs> on a relationship under false pretenses, which is yeah. a bad fucking call. Yeah. yeah. And that's my reason why I don't like him and Amber getting back together. That's all. Yeah. That's all. Yeah. I feel like I mean, a better I, message.
2: I, I don't mind it, but I also know that yeah, that relationship's still a ticking time bomb.
1: Yeah. No. I feel like a better message is just to move on from your mistakes and try to mm-hmm. try to do better for the next girl.
0: Yeah. Um. Cause like i said well you know him and eve they live the same life so it's easy yeah, for them yeah. to connect when you live the same life you know what that struggle is like you know with being around other people mm-hmm. you know especially people who are yeah, young, it, you know, yeah even like. when
2: uh when mark was low like an episode ago uh he came to even she was like kind of that motivating Patrick. it's like nah you owe it to the fucking world if you have these gifts to use them yeah um and she's you know she's a good person i mean she's a good mm-hmm. person i mean i think the
0: situation with amber was like she already knew you know about so it's like well if no, you know then you knew I got my ass whooped <laughs> you know I couldn't I couldn't be here at the soup kitchen you know what I mean and I you know I you know she obviously. Had to know he was making the effort to kind of try to. <laughs> it was like, that,
2: like that fucking uh, R. Kelly, gail King, and every. <laughs> <I'm> fucking <lying. laughs> Yeah, I mean, he really was. I mean, you know, and you know, well, he
1: did it, to be yeah. fair, that fight was not public knowledge. That was not public,
2: and he kind of thought that it would be a lot easier than it ended up being. Yeah, I, but, feel,
1: uh, like, I feel like I feel like with that though. fight in particular, she probably had to just get context clues and, make, and mm-hmm. make assumptions she didn't actually know the severity what was going on she but, just I mean, wished it's all about communications she just I mean, wished that he at least called her to tell he, her he told
0: her that he was in a like like life death situation. yeah he got hit by a bus yeah oh, I mean, yeah uh,
1: but he's a might, and she already figured that out that's mm-hmm. nothing new <laughs>
0: Um, but yeah, so um, it, it's just a little crazy. I mean, both people can be at fault. I think it's the issue of just taking sides and who's right. I mean, both people can be at fault in, in both situations of Amber and Mark. Uh, but yeah, it was it was a great finale. Um, this was a great season. Definitely made me interested to read the comics, uh, things mm-hmm. like that.
2: Um, yeah, overall, I, th- I get... think I think as far as like Amazon and superhero shows, they're kind of killing it. Oh yeah! yeah. Oh yeah! yeah between um, this and the boys like there's an argument for either one being the best comic book show out on tv now
0: um so this um i give this season i give it it's a nine out of ten for me i think mm. it's, it's a really great season um you know the hour long episodes are really great i you know it's, it's I'm still not used to that with an animated show
3: mm-hmm. but
0: it's, it's really good really they really need the hour it's not doesn't feel like padding out they really do need that hour The eight episodes is great length, Um, but weekly—you know—like having these discussions weekly about the show. So, you know, when they release the season two, they're probably going to do the same method um, of like. Yeah, the first three, three. and
2: then uh, yeah, the weekly format, which I think is the best way to release a season of TV, especially just with Amazon how they're like writing and pacing each episode. The third that they release it always ends on that cliffhanger. It's like, all right, I need more now. Mm. Yeah. Um. So yeah, very good series. What do you guys think?
1: I'm giving this a 10 and I'm mm. only confidently giving this a 10 because I've rewatched it Like mm. s- at least how so many times Like each episode individually <laughs> I've rewatched it, like a couple of times And this episode especially I've rewatched At least like 4 times in Disbelief each time uh, Yeah no I love this show um, I love Where it's going and I, I Appreciate it like It is a superhero show but it's like I don't even know what, how to say it but it's just the execution it's, it's, and the
2: it's like an, it, it feels more grounded yeah as a superhero show just showing the consequences of the violence in it
1: mm. yeah. yeah yeah that that's what i'm looking for the difference that this show has is that it shows off the consequence um and it's not afraid to be dark mm.
0: very much so. and not dark in a
1: Edgy, not yeah. not dark yeah. in an edgelord way
2: dark yeah. in a way that feels earned
1: yeah, yeah. like all in this the like the world like even like the train scene which is probably the most graphic thing ever it makes sense in the context of this fight because mm. omni-man is just trying to show mark look these people mean nothing <laughs> yeah it's a purpose it's, it's yeah purpose. there's a like, purpose to it
0: especially mm-hmm. this type of violence
1: good. yeah yeah mm-hmm. uh, what do you think, Nick? Uh, I echo a lot of the same
2: points. I'm giving this season a 10 out of 10. Uh, just the voice work in this cast, it's incredible. There's like a solid mix of veteran voice performers like uh, Kari Payton, Mark Hamill, Jason Mansukas with guys who are, oh, even J.K. Simmons with people who are more familiar with live action stuff like Stephen Yoon, Azzy Beats, Gillian Jacobs, and they're all pulling their weight in this show. It's like yeah. the opening in this finale with Steven Yeun, like seeing that heartbreak. It's it's wow. Mm. That that yeah. boy earned that Oscar nomination. Yeah. Uh, the the violence in this it's it is grotesque. It is hard to watch, but again, like you were saying, it all serves a purpose, which is more than I can say for a lot of comic book shows. Like every single act of violence in this has weight. It has consequences. And all the emotional beats of the show—it's perfect. This is one of my favorite finales of a first season of a show I have I've seen in recent memory. It could, and it and again the show is balancing that lighthearted comic book tone with the very much ultra violence that comes with this show. And if this could this season could have had a downer ending, and Mm. it kind of does, but it still
1: has that optimistic tone. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how they did it. But they did it. This shit is
3: <laughs> This shit
1: it's different.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and and again, uh just echoing, it gets a 10 out of 10 for me because I've gone back and rewatched individual episodes. Yeah. Uh, even uh, while Um bless you. Excuse me. Even while we were doing the weekly breakdowns. Yeah.
0: Uh, um this or Harley Quinn, the animated series probably my one one a maybe of best uh animated series right now you know superior oh yeah. series especially <laughs> um very very great stuff uh from it. so yeah very very eager for season two and season three that just got announced
2: uh recently. yep um, announced uh, a couple of days ago by the man himself robert kirkman <laughs> He yeah.
0: must be getting a lot of money right now.
2: Oh yeah, I mean he was already making <laughs> bank. He was making bank <laughs> off of The Walking Dead's like yeah. however many seasons. So hopefully, hopefully the quality stays consistent on this. Yeah, true, true, yeah. true.
1: I, I, um, I think I think because there is an actual ending to this show, I mean to this comic. Yeah, um, there's an
2: actual ending to the comic, so you yeah. are already setting up that yes, this show is eventually going to end. Yeah. Unlike The Walking <laughs> Dead.
1: Yeah, I think that's the uh, the shining light in this show. That yeah. it's not ongoing. <laughs> in the comic <laughs> um,
0: people are probably like lining up to do more of his work it's like what else can mm. we adapt? you know what i mean what else got? <laughs> we can adapt into
1: something yeah it seems um, like a gold mine
2: yeah and i'm and again it's just so cool seeing because uh because both this and the walking dead they were kind of like indie comics when they were mm. first launching they weren't it was just comics outside of like dc and marvel and these like really great works that are outside of What mainstream comic fans would normally pick, and they're getting adapted into these amazing shows. It opens the door for really great stuff like uh, Why the Last Man, like uh, Chew,
1: Mm. like uh, Lock and Key, which that was a show, but that was not fucking Lock and Key. I saw a TikTok by the guy who made, I don't know if you guys are familiar with the comic Black Sands, but he was talking about how, like, you know, the sales for Invincible weren't that great. So Mm -hmm. he was just like, Look, I'm doing these numbers that are rivaling their ongoing sales. Like that was inspiring to him because he was just like, "Yo, all right, if they yeah, could if, do that with yeah, just if that, they make, it make, yeah, <laughs> if they make a show off of a book with these numbers, then I got a shot." Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, I'm hoping that this opens more doors for indie comics. Um, yeah,
2: I I do also think that this got adapted because it's kind of like, um, it's kind of. It, superheroes are the big thing, mm. and Amazon already has a precedence with the boys in doing mm. these adult, uh and these adult-oriented uh, comic book shows. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. Hopefully, yeah. Hopefully, you get more love and attention to these shows um, and to the indie comics because I know they've tossed around doing like a Wild Last Man movie and TV show uh mm-hmm. plenty of times mm-hmm. um they did they, they have a show preacher which kind of was like an empty comic they have that on EMC. uh lock and key they have a show that's on netflix uh you know and uh chew um i guess because i was watching i zombie, which is on the cw i guess that's kind of like chew in a way and,
2: and sort of uh, yeah a little bit it, uh, i zombie i think it's its own comic book series but not on the level of something like chew
1: yeah i kind of uh, wish which, that they would go i can more see animated. how
2: that's kind of hard to adapt because of the subject matter mm.
1: yeah. i kind of wish they would go more animated with, with uh, a lot of these comic books because mm. they already have like the you know they have the format pretty much and the uh the, the character designs to work off of um, mm.
0: yeah Um uh, what what is that comic mm. where the, the couple uh like they have sex and they stop time which one is that oh fuck uh, uh I the name of that saga one. no saga's no good. no, no that's it's not that uh, uh it's a different which is a great comic by the way saga mm-hmm. uh, is another amazing by brian gay brian k Vaughn, who also did why the last man but i forgot the name of that comic because a couple has sex and stuff um i heard that one's really amazing um but yeah uh but yeah this looks like a great series hopefully it opens up more indie series and like that um yeah so Let's get out of here, people. Uh, we had a great time talking about uh, these topics, all the news, all things like that. Um, you can check us out on YouTube.com, uh, The Afternoon Tune. Facebook, The Afternoon Tune. We're on Instagram, The Afternoon Tune. We're on TikTok, The Afternoon Tune. Uh, we're also, um, you can also email us at theafternoontune at gmail.com as well. We're also doing Twitch streams at twitch.com uh, slash The Afternoon Tune. Chase, where can people find you?
1: You can find me at Mr. Chase Mac, um on Twitter. Twitter, Twitch, and Instagram. Uh, that's spelled M R C H A Y S E M A C. Where can they find you, Nick? Uh,
2: find me Twitter, Instagram, Twitch at Night and Day Nick. Uh, follow uh, Bubbles here at B B B L E 0922 on Instagram.
0: Uh, that is awesome, people. So going out of here. Um, watched a lot of content for today, especially me uh, binged a lot yeah. of stuff. Uh, you know, You're the one that
2: foolhardedly rushed into a bet involving Demon Slayer. Yeah,
0: you know what I mean. Oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was and, on you. That was and, on you, motherfucker.
1: And you yeah. procrastinated till like the the second day before the day before.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <shoot this. laughs> little context, people. uh We usually record a Friday nights, mm-hmm. but. All the content that we were supposed to talk about this week was dropping on Friday. I <laughs> was like, and three movies and a fucking animated series and a finale of one.
1: And this dude wanted to stick Demon Slayer somehow at the tail end of it. And I was just like, dude, you're not watching the entire series and the movie and all of this.
0: I could have saw the movie, but I didn't know it was on. I didn't I didn't know it wasn't on VOD, but uh, I would to watch the movie. Excuse. I had time. Excuses. Uh, you know, it's, it's we might
1: we might review it next week, but uh, I will
0: watch the movie. Uh, we will see it. I've already binged all the episodes.
1: Like uh, you you two might
2: uh review it. It's uh not available in a format I can understand here in Japan.
1: Ah, okay. <laughs> they yeah, don't have so. subtitles over there.
2: They have subtitles, but they're in Japanese. Huh? <laughs> I, um, oh. I went to
0: I, oh, I went okay. to a theater in Japan. They had the option mm. for like.
1: English subtitles?
2: Yeah, but those are for like American release movies. Mm. Uh, yeah, so stuff like uh, Wonder Woman, stuff like Godzilla v Kong, it's available in English but with mm. Japanese subtitles. Oh. Anime? That's a different fucking story. Oh. Uh,
1: makes yeah, makes sense. But,
2: yeah, but Wait, it, so I, you
1: mean I, to tell me when you hopped off when you got off the plane, they didn't just have subtitles for everybody?
2: <laughs> no, no, they did not have <laughs> subtitles. Like. I was very disappointed when I like went to sushi for the first time and I took a bite. I was disappointed my clothes didn't just like fly off, like, in, uh, food wars.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You didn't just have uh, a straight orgasm. <laughs> I mean, two <laughs> yeah. Um. All right, so we're gonna get out of
0: here, people. for uh, all you uh, listen to this, have a great, great Let's time, get and don't we'll forget to
2: always stay tuned. Um, I was always looking at away from the camera.